0: Two, three, four!
1: Welcome back to Country and Goal Cans. I'm Logan sitting here with Trucker Andy and Kyle. As always, be sure to go follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Twitter, pretty much anywhere where you get your podcasts. Give us five stars, a great review. Uh, follow us on the social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Go on over to the YouTube channel. Click subscribe and hit the alert bell on that. And then check out the website, coldcansnetwork.com. or countryandcoldcans.com. Check out the blog content and pick yourself up a very nice neoprene koozie or a Richardson 112 or 113 uh, trucker hat with our awesome logo on it. It's it's a really nice stitched patch hat, so we didn't cheap out on anything. Be sure to go uh, check that out and pick you up some merch. All right, so, fellas, we have a, what I think is probably safe to say, uh, could be a Country and Cold Cans Album of the Year contender. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that this kind of lived up to the hype. I mean, I, I, I knew that the hardcore fans of, of Zach Bryan's were going to they were going to be like hardcore fans of American Aquarium or of Turnpike. I mean, they were they were going to love it regardless. Um, I've been a fan of Zach Bryan for a little while, but I've been a bigger fan since I saw him in concert at the Ritz in Raleigh. I, it was that moment that I kind of like finally got it, so to speak, because I've heard a lot of people say they just don't get it. And some people are just like fervently fanboys about it. It was going to the show that I finally got it. And then we heard from Austin, something that we'll get into next week. But, you know, we all were big fans of that. It was kind of the first taste of full production from Zach Bryan, because so far, you know, up until recently, he's been in the uh, United States Navy and didn't have the full production budgets or access to like studios and everything to be able to do a full-on debut studio record like a lot of uh, artists do. It had been a little bit more um, low production quality. He kind of recorded it with some friends. It had a lot more of a looser kind of vibe to it, And but the music was still good. One thing that's always stood out about this guy is his songwriting. Um, He just has a natural... Uh, ability to be able to weave words together and be able to say things in a way that the average songwriter just doesn't do. Um, I, I've been a fan of that. Um, that I think is the songwriting is what initially drew, drew me to his music. Um, what about you guys? Like, was, what was kind of like the moment you kind of became a fan?
2: Uh, probably when you told us. Andy, go ahead. I, I would say definitely probably from Austin. Cause I only knew about him before that. And then just more and more since I like his voice too. Like, I think yeah. they call it the Zach Bryan growl as I've seen in comments. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I'm a, I'm a fan of it. I dig it. Yeah. I'm about
2: the same. Um, ever since really you since us that one song and yeah. I, then i chose
3: it for my sad boy summer song.
0: So yeah, that's that true. It was favorite. your very the first
1: one. Your, your very novel. first one for the sad boy summer playlist. And while you're at it, go follow that on Spotify. Um, but yeah, so Zach Bryan is a uh, very interesting case because um, ever ever so often in the independent world, we've seen artists that have come along and they kind of um, make some noise without radio play. And it, it seems like through the years it's gotten bigger and bigger because like you listen to folks that are older than us. Andy can attest to this talk about cross-Canadian ragweed. You saw their influence throughout the Texas Red Dirt music and to the point that um, – Dirk Spentley referenced them on mainstream radio back in like 2005 on Free and Easy, his single he had on the radio. He's a big fan of those guys. Then you kind of move forward along, and you know, you have guys like uh, within the independent uh, realm, you have guys like Sergio Simpson and Tyler Childers who. Took uh, It's different types of music, of course, from different regions of the country, but they they took kind of that same mindset of being independent musicians and it just resonated with people. Now, Tyler Childers and Sturgill went on like an an arena tour where they were filling out much larger venues than what people had been accustomed to seeing people from like that type of music from without the, the big major labels backing. you. Then along, like glossing over a lot of people that have been like that, but then along in the last few years, you know, we're in the Internet age, the streaming age. Zach Bryan has just had a way of uh, really just connecting with an audience. And what's very interesting about Zach Bryan to me is his audience is very young. His audience is college age kids. And it's not just people who don't like what's on the radio, because there's a lot of that in his fan base. But there's a lot of people who will simultaneously listen to, you know, the whatever's on mainstream pop country, but also love Zach Bryan. go to the show. know almost every single word to every song, even if it hasn't been released yet. I mean, he just kind of like caught fire and resonated with people via the the streaming and the Internet age. And it was an incredible thing to watch. And for a while, I, I liked his music. But like I said, I wasn't really I didn't really understand the the like I, I didn't fully get it. Then I finally got it. And now I was like, I'm all in on it because I'm a Big fan of this guy. He, puts, he has a very good stage presence, puts on a great show. And then this, he he still has a and he has an exclusive licensing deal with uh, I believe it's Warner Music that is kind of like helping distribute his music these days. And he this is like his first like major label debut, even though he's not technically on the label, but they have a licensing agreement, like I said. But this is his first big time debut where it's a full studio record. And one thing he released and let me see if I can find the the screen cap I had of it where it, so I can actually read it. So he, he released a statement on the day that uh, American Heartbreak was uh, dropped and he said, Some songs are sad, some songs are happy, some are hopeful, and some are hopeless. All of of them mean something different to me, and I pray that they mean something to someone else. American Heartbreak is my effort at trying to explain what being a 26-year-old man in America is like. There's love, loss, revelry, resentment, and forgiveness all wrapped into one piece of work. Thank you guys for listening, always. And this is the one thing I would say that when I first uh, kind of made it all the way through all 34 tracks here on American Heartbreak is this has probably been one of the most effective and best efforts I've seen from an artist in a long, long time of kind of speaking to the um, the American experience and especially coming knowing the context of him saying like this was his experience as a 26 year old living in America. He, he had said part of that um, statement that, you know, some of it was. Personal songs, some of it were like stories and more narrative driven, but he really, Zach Bryan was really effective at ca- capturing the American experience. And I think it's aptly titled American Heartbreak. There's a little bit of everything. Like you said, there's love, there's loss, there's resentment, there's forgiveness, redemption, all of that wrapped into this record. And sonically, you know, it's definitely rooted in roots music. Some of it's pretty country. Some of it um, is kind of leans in the Heartland Rock direction. And then some of it is fully fleshed out in the studio production wise. And then other ones is kind of sticks with that Zach Bryan kind of roots of being a little bit um, more like, I, I guess, looser with the recording process like he did with his previous stuff. And, you know, he released a 34 track record here. Now, for the purposes of our podcast and the purposes of time, we're going to split the album up into two cover part one. Uh, this week, part two next week. Um, because for us to really be able to (laughs) listen to it, digest it over the weekend and be able to talk about it and not sound like a complete idiot on Monday, we needed to split it up because 34 songs is a lot for our little brains to handle sometimes, especially when you have a songwriter that, uh, sometimes, you know, it isn't yeah, writes some deep shit and doesn't write it in the in something that is just you're going to pick up on every single little aspect the first time you listen to it. So what we did was uh, Andy split it up or the tenth or the tenth. sometimes. Yeah. So Andy split it up to where we end it with Highway Boys for the part one. Um, what was it? It was seventeen, 16, seventeen 17 tracks. Uh, yeah. So, um, guys, before we jump in, uh, do you guys want to? Add any thoughts or anything about yeah. kind of like your, your initial opinion of the record? Um, well, a
0: couple of things. Um, one, uh, according to, I don't ever look up anything hardly on songs other than lyrics, but I was just trying to familiarize myself with uh, background because I try not to influence my opinions. But according to Whiskey Rift, this song already, ha- the album already has 1 billion global streams, which is <laughs> an ass load of <laughs>
1: That's the beat. That's incredible. Yeah.
0: According to Whiskey Rift, this album has already surpassed 1 billion global streams. Uh, and there was something else I wanted to touch on is oh, according to this, uh, this article, the album shattered the 2022 record for most stream country album in a single day of the year on both Apple, Apple Music and Spotify, which is wild. I mean, yeah. I know it's 34 songs, but still. Billion with a B
1: is. Yeah. And that's, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. I'm probably responsible for a hundred of them, but
1: yeah, I was going to say I added a, a fair share of myself this past weekend. And it wasn't yeah. just because we were trying to cover it on Monday. It was also just because I really, really liked it. Well, yeah. Same. Yeah, here. I, w-
2: I listened to it every song as soon as it dropped on YouTube. But uh, I'll say that. If you're going to try to capture the American experience, kind of uh, makes sense for it to be a long album because I don't think you could do that in standard album length. You, you would try to pack too much into single songs and just not going to work.
0: Andy, I think he listens to this podcast and he heard your complaints of seven song albums and he was like, Hold my beer.
1: He's like, Hold my beer, yeah. Andy. Trevor, I'm going multi- to multiply
0: <laughs> it
2: by five. <laughs>
1: he's like this one's for trucker andy 34 yep. songs coming cool, your way beer, i think 30. you did
2: because there's there's no acoustics there's no lives
1: yeah that's true listens and there's only one song that has two different versions so and since it's 34 tracks well andy will let that one slide by his rules for albums yeah but andy too like you mentioned in like you know the american experience one thing that i think i appreciated with the way zach bryan handled whenever he broached the topic of like rural america and the idea of living um You know, in areas with lower population numbers is you see in the mainstream uh, where a lot of people make it seem like it's just this party filled wonderland of dirt roads, cold beer and Daisy Dukes. And then on the flip side, you see in the independent where everyone acts like it's the worst place in the world where everybody sucks and everybody's narrow minded and everything about it is awful. In reality, I think both of those are extremes and both of those are not accurate or indicative of what my experience was in America and rural growing up in a rural town. Um, when Zach Bryan broached those topics, I think he did it in a lot in a way more effective way, in a way more um, accurate way on wh- what's actually true of the American experience in a rural community. And for yeah. that, I actually really appreciate that it wasn't this party's town or everybody sucks. It was more I think it was more realistic.
2: Cause I thought before you said the quote where he said that what he was trying to accomplish, I literally was going to say, I mean, I really think this album kind of captures what's, you know, being young in America is mm-hmm. what I would have said, not knowing that he had already said that.
1: Yeah. Which means that he, uh, he set out and accomplished what he wanted to. Yeah. So, all right, fellas, part one, uh, Zach, Bryan, American heart prequel, let's dive into the track list. We're doing things a little differently this week. Because we really liked this record a lot. And it was just so much. Like I said, we were splitting it up. But we're also going to kind of look at it track by track. We promise we're not going to drag on and on 20 minutes on each song. But we are going to try to look at um, each one only of the 17. Ones. Yeah, only certain ones of the 17 year. So let's start at the beginning, best place to start. Emma, right? So number one uh, on the track list, we had Late July. I believe this was one of the singles that was released, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it was. It was the second or third, I want to say. was pretty early on
1: one of the things i found interesting about this was like i said how some of the songs are fully fleshed out um in the studio and then some are a little more indicative of his earlier output when he was uh not a full-time touring musician this one is kind of stripped back it it, it sounds pretty acoustic and it's almost like easing into what uh zach bryan fans are used to like because if you listen to production uh scale on this one versus say like you know from Austin from the other one or just a couple of the others like happy instead or whatever, this one's a lot more stripped back uh, and sounds like it's just like him and a guitar and everything. So I I think this was an effective way of kind of kicking it off with that, where it's like, you're not alienating what made you popular in the first place, but it also eventually you kind of get to a change a little bit sonically with um, the production value as the record goes on.
2: Yeah. The only thing with this song is it, cause when it came out as a single, i had started considering i started basically with from austin was basically my introduction full introduction to zach bryan this one sat a little bit odd when i first heard it having you know before the album came out because i liked from austin so much better sound wise than this but i what you yeah. said though makes a lot of sense because it's not you know they're not aiming at me on the sound for that aspect yeah
1: because in some ways like you're kind of late to the party in terms of the Zach Brian, Zach Brian fans. So yeah. Like BJ
2: Barnum says, we all got here at different times.
1: Yeah. I mean, Kyle, what is your take on this song? Cause like for me, this song kind of really tackles being on the road. Yeah. You're chasing another good time, but at the same time you're lamenting how you would rather, uh, Chasing another good time that you'll regret, but at the same time you kind of wish you were coming home to the one that you love. It's the the yin and yang of road life, and whether it's being a touring musician or just being a young person in America, and you're burning up the roads with uh, whiskey and hot women. Um,
3: I wasn't that hot on the song, um, mainly because it's very. It wasn't a lot of the songs are slow, but
0: I just. I wasn't a, a fan of just how stripped back it was.
3: Uh, especially when you listen to some of the other ones, like um, I think all of our favorite songs on this album, that song reminded me, um, she's all right. That song reminded me of something I could hear on a matchbox 20 album. <laughs> uh, I just,
1: it was just, that's an interesting comparison. <laughs> you know, I mean, just, you know, it sounded like an alt rock. It's like yeah. He's sitting there. He's like a very deep song. He's like, you know what? This makes me think of Rob Thomas.
0: <laughs> well, I mean...
1: Yeah, well. Just the sound of the song. Exclude
0: the lyrics, please. But, I mean, because Well, Logan, you didn't listen to a lot of uh 2000s rock, Andy, but you know how you could always... On any 2000s rock album, you would have a heavy song and then there would be like two really soft songs. That sounds like one of those soft songs. But anyway, I'm getting
3: off. Yeah. Uh, this was a... It was yeah. one of my favorites. Which makes I don't sense. Really have cons- much to say on it. Yeah,
1: which makes sense considering you know, like I said, you guys haven't been longtime Zach Bryan fans. But then, yeah. uh, I think it, go ahead. I think it is saying something though, because it's not one of my favorites. I still really
2: like this song. I listened to this multiple times when it was a single.
1: Yeah, I like the song too. I mean, it, it's definitely not one of, in my top of my favorites, but I think it's a good song on the record. But I think I had yeah.
0: to force myself to listen to it.
1: <laughs> Definitely didn't have to do that.
0: <laughs> this is probably my least favorite one.
1: Dang, starting things off right. Zach, uh, 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 Kyle's well, like, you know what? Well, unlike then, like- you two,
0: unlike you two, I am a simpleton and can't process a lot at one time. So I haven't even listened to the second half of the album. But we're on a we're on a, we're on an uphill climb after this song. yeah Yeah.
1: But uh, all right. So next up, we're going to spend a ton of time on this because, Andy, what was it? Episode 62. I think we we looked at um, something in the orange. Um, There's two versions on this. There's one on the first half that we're covering this week. One on the second half. This is Z and E's version um, being him and his producer. Uh, had a different t- uh, different cut they wanted to include on the record um if we i think collectively all really like this song this is a fan favorite amongst his uh fan base. I think it's one of the better songs on the record uh but if you want to kind of know more of our in depth um thoughts on this guy that I think it was episode sixty two it should be time stamped beside his name on the spotify uh, description so something in the orange all right next up. Kyle, you said it was a, someone we were a little slow, but we're going into a little bit more up tempo with heavy eyes. Um, this one was country and I think it had a hint of bluegrass in some ways, but, uh, heavy eyes, would y- what'd y'all think?
3: Yeah. Um, I like the snare drum and I'm assuming it's like a, is it like an electric banjo
0: or is it just a banjo? It's probably just a banjo, just a banjo. Okay. Yeah. N-
1: none of us are true pickers and studio musicians. So I ain't going to be able to tell you a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like, I like this a lot.
0: I'm a big fan of the song.
1: Yeah, I mean, this song is really kind of like, my take on it is like, it's like living hard while young. You know what I mean? These heavy eyes weren't born for resting. Andy, I feel like that's something that you, once upon a time, would have said.
2: Yeah, probably. That doesn't sound about right, actually. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, but back when I Andy actually... was taking the big, uh, uh, almost three-gallon... Three beer bottle that used to house popcorn and pouring a six pack in it and trying to drink out of it, it this got is one of those,
2: before i finished it
0: <laughs> logan this is one of those songs that when I mean, you 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 were around to do the little joke where we would always just look at each other and you would just see the foot tapping you just <laughs> yeah. can't help but the foot tap yeah. to the song
1: oh yeah, 100%. yeah.
0: It just, it's, I only it's wrote, uncontrollable doing it right I only now i wrote
2: down i only wrote down one word for this song and it's banger this song is going to be absolutely electric live with that
0: oh yeah drum. Yeah. yeah yeah
3: this is a a
2: live I, this probably
0: I could see him opening with this song
1: yeah I could this would be a, yeah, a killer way that. to open a concert I could see the. yeah just come out just get, get everybody like fired before up before everybody
0: yeah. comes
2: out and it's still dark just yeah. see, that drum just starts while the stage is still dark
3: yeah that would be yeah that would be high. yeah I could yeah I, yeah,
2: yeah
0: well said Andy yeah Certified, was it a banger, twanger?
1: What's the American uh, Was it slappers, bangers, and certified twangers? Uh, twangers. There it is. it's fits right. the bill. All right. So the next one, mine again, good song. uh It's not one of my favorites. um It's kind of, I, I took it as like a redemption song, overcoming demons and like, you know, what, someone in your life, not necessarily yourself, but you've seen the struggle they have. And now they're kind of uh, have gotten a lot of their problems behind them. And, you know, in some ways, like, comes to the t- uh, title. They're mine again. Um, like I said, this wasn't one of my favorite ones. I liked it, but it wasn't something that it wasn't going to be on my list of favorites either.
2: This isn't my top five, but actually I did think what you said after I listened at the end this the song could be that the song's also about himself. Cause at the end, it says I am mine again saying that he is himself again. Yeah. You know, and it says, too, you, I, you know, some of the lines that really stood out to me on this one, that like the judgment of your mind when you're alone, it's like the self-judgment. And like at the end, it's the don't be so cruel and play God with all his plans. That, right. And then he starts, you know, that it's more that he found himself again. Yeah. That, that, Roy, I took it the way the song ends is that while at the beginning, when he's referring to it as you, he was talking about himself the whole time. Or it's also one of those that this could be you, but this is also me type songs.
1: Yeah. it's a good point. I, I think it's a very well-written song. I, I It's an enjoyable song. It's just, I mean, there are 34 of them, am I right? I'm not going to... Yeah. I I can't listen to all of them as much as I do the others, but I do think that's a good point about the song.
3: Kyle, any thoughts? I'm about the same as you, Logan, to be yeah. honest. Yeah.
1: All right, next up, we have a classic Trucker Andy versus Logan... Uh, not saying that he dislikes it, but we have a classic trucker, Andy versus Logan, um, where I like one probably a lot more than he does. So, Andy, what's your thoughts on happy instead? Cause I love this song. Absolutely. Love this song.
2: There's, there's this one and, and one more that's coming up later that I, I, I don't really follow the story here. I don't, I don't totally understand the story.
1: I get lost in it. Yeah. Well, this get, was my, <laughs>
0: it's a lot of these songs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this was my take on it. Um, at the beginning of the song and pretty much throughout the whole thing, he's looking back at a failed relationship. Right. And one of the things I wanted to point out, Andy, you being a big Turnpike fan, uh, such as I am, that kind of you reference. Talk about had,
2: seven and seven in a grocery store.
1: Yeah. The supermarket aisle reference. Definitely. Yeah, I, I feel that like too. that's a Turnpike reference. Cause you know, he's a huge Evan Felker fan. It's kind of a cool nod. Um, in, in some ways, an homage, an if you egg. will. Yeah. An Easter egg, as they say in the, um, the the nerd community for the marvel movies. That's but true. But yeah, I mean he's looking back at a failed relationship and it kind of the the tone of it changes throughout the whole time uh whole, whole song where it, it the chorus at the uh first two times he sings it he's talking about how um be happy instead and it's like being I reckon that's how it should be then you could call me up and say you're okay. And this was the part that I've gotten it says different things on the internet. The first time I heard it uh, what I heard was, well, you call me up and say you're OK. I wish I was dead. But then some websites say there. So I don't know which one it is. I'm 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 still waiting for a more official uh, <laughs> confirmation on whether it's the lyric is dead or there. Either one, I, th- I could see making sense. Dead seems a lot more darker. So that's where my head went <laughs> at the beginning. But trees are trees. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But um, but then as it goes on, like the, the song slows down. And it kind of gets to like that bridge part of the song where he was saying ten years down the road, uh, she get he hasn't thought about her or called her in years, and she calls him up, but his kid answers, and his kid's like, "Who is this?" and and then she asks, "Who is this?" and hands him the phone. He says he can't even recall her name, and then the chorus changes to uh, "Happy" instead. I reckon that's how I should be. It's like he has moved on. He's like in his life, maybe he should be happy instead. And the, and the whole chorus flips um on its on its head to where she's the one like it calls him up and he says that he's he's okay and then she's the one who wishes she was dead or or there depending on how where you I don't know the confirmation on that lyric yet but that, I, I like the transition. I like the story uh, aspect of a failed relationship, him being hung, hung up on it, him being down in the dumps and saying, you know, is she, if she's happy and she calls me, I'm not going to like it. And then it gets to the point where he's moved on. He has a family. He's happy and he doesn't even think about that past thing in his uh, or that part of his past.
3: I hear there and I did.
1: Yeah. I mean, it could be there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if you know Andy's reference, but there's a long-standing debate amongst the Turnpike community on whether the line is "trees" or "treason." Because you can, if once somebody says it, you can hear both. But mm-hmm. there's—is um,
0: there not an official lyric somewhere?
1: There is, but the trees people refuse to acknowledge reality. Oh, okay. yeah. But okay. when you when they say it to you, you can understand why they hear trees. Mm. But that was Andy's reference there, and I think there. This is kind of. Could be a similar thing. But I think that once the lyrics it just came out Friday, once the lyrics kind of get out there a little more, we'll have a better confirmation.
2: They're starting to put them on Spotify. So that, yeah. that should be the official one. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, so I don't have
0: to use Genius.com lyrics. to look <laughs> <Yeah>. lyrics. Or <laughs> AZ lyrics or yeah, cowboy AZ, lyrics or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love this song, man. I love how it just flips on mm-hmm. those Songs like that just really mm-hmm. get me going. You know what I'm saying? Wink and a nod. no. Nah, uh,
1: and gives him a, a, a tickle up his leg.
0: Yeah. An <laughs> itch I just can't scratch. Uh, yeah. When I first heard this Like song, when Chris
1: Matthews said that when he first heard Obama speak, he gave him a tickle up his leg. Ooh, wait. <laughs> is, is Chris Matthews still doing it? Uh, he's not on TV
0: anymore now. Okay. That says he's got to be old as dirt. Uh, yeah. First time I heard it, I it, it just... Like most of these songs, I just completely missed everything that was the song was about. And about the tenth time I listened to it today, I finally caught it, and I said, like, "Damn, that that's awesome!" Because this song, well, actually, this whole album, has really like tested my ability to fully digest songs. A lot of albums and songs we don't listen to. You may have one or two that's pretty deep. So for me, every one of these things, man.
1: Yeah, I think that some of that, too, is you're starting since you joined the the cold can team, you're starting to listen to a little bit more independent music than you probably used to. And it it is more difficult to catch some of the songs on the first listen. Andy, I'm sure you can attest to that. I always say that some of these songwriters, to be able to really understand it, it's more of a grower than a shower.
2: (laughs) Mm, Yeah,
1: that's
0: what she said. Or is that what he said?
1: (laughs) No, that's what either said, I guess. I don't know. Touche. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you, Logan. I love the song. Yeah, a great
0: not it, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't in my top three, though.
1: Yeah, but Happy Instead, Banger. I put it up on the Colcans Instagram last night. Love that song. But um, then next up, right now, The Best. Uh, I think it's a very well-written song. Very good song. Um, In a nutshell, Don't Always Look Ahead, Thinking Something Else Is or Would Be Better. Sometimes uh, what is happening now is best, and sometimes it, what is happening now makes you into who you're supposed to be. Uh, what do you guys think about this one?
2: I really actually didn't like this song that much until like 10 minutes before we started recording this, and I was going through the lyrics, just double-checking everything. The more I got to reading the lyrics and started writing some of this stuff down for notes, I was like, this is a lot better than I thought it was. Because some of it is, is too, to me, that it's, is what it says, like the whole world's waiting on tomorrow, but what if I told you they're all lying? It's more so is that looking to what other people think as far as trying to find like some of your happiness now. And it's, you know, everyone thinks they're going the wrong way, but they're looking at the maps all wrong because everywhere's somewhere to someone that, that happiness is different for everybody. And it's not always the same for everybody. So that, you know, right now could be, you know, today is not different from the rest. You know, you could be happy right now if you just looked at it a different way.
1: Yeah. Like, for instance, me and Kyle want to live in North Carolina. Andy wants to sit in his truck in the truck stop in Minnesota, having to lock the door so the lot lizards won't get him.
2: Mm. They don't have lot lizards there. They're <laughs> donuts.
1: Well, where do they have the lot lizards? Donuts. Sounds like you know.
2: They're generally in the South, I think. <laughs> the only one I've seen
3: was in South Carolina. So just saying. <laughs>
1: No, but I think you're right about it. Good song. I mean, it's it, it like again speaks to, uh, in some ways, growing up and trying to and learning to be content with your life rather than always trying to look for it's to avoid grass is greener crowd. syndrome. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, Kyle, next up. I know it's one that me and you both really like, The Outskirts. Um, I First, I want to say on this, love the production on this song. This is what I'm talking about when we're talking about full, fully produced stuff. I could see this isn't a mainstream sounding song, but if this played on mainstream radio, it would not be like, it was shocking to me. I think that because he is blowing up, he, the, if you they played this on XM Radio on the Highway, this, yeah,
0: this be wouldn't surprise
1: highway. me whatsoever. Yeah, very shortly. But... Essentially, like this isn't a overly complicated premise to this song yeah, yearning for a calm, simple life, you know, with a loved one outside of town. And some of the lines that really stuck out to me is like, your smile outdoes the dawn. And I love this isn't even something that's like super deep. I just think it's so hooky and it, it captured me in the chorus. He's like fireflies and scheming eyes turn this house into a home. Um, I really dig this song. Uh, Kyle, what about you? Oh,
3: I love the song it's so damn good. Uh I like this song just because it's it just kind of reminds me of what you would be doing if you lived out in the country. Like I could ima- you know,
0: you, I could just text you and be like, hey, come on by, we're drinking tonight, you know. Me and the kids are sitting on the I don't
3: have kids, but we're sitting down on the porch, uh just hanging out, not doing anything. Um and this song takes the the topics that people make fun of. makes it very respectable
1: yeah like Um, a good example would be this versus dirt road anthem right so with dirt road anthem you're turning down a dirt road uh swerving like your george jones with a cold one in the console i mean essentially you just said you and your buddies are drinking and driving down a dirt road where this one is like you know you're out in the country with your family and you're telling your loved ones come on over and you know share a cold one it's a lot more of a responsible take on on having fun out in the country than uh Jason Aldeen's rap song he released back in what twenty eleven.
0: Yeah. The the second verse of the song, man, is
3: just phenomenal. Uh where, you know, he's talking about you know how hot it is cutting the grass. I mean,
0: as a homeowner. It's awesome cutting yeah, the grass. Yeah, throw that in their face,
3: all right? <laughs> uh, well Andy's <laughs> a homeowner, he lives in his truck. Uh <laughs> but he, grass to cut, uh, I'm not a peasant. Yeah. You know, I don't follow that take, but okay. Uh,
1: <laughs> I don't yeah, know if it made sense, but I was going
3: with it. Okay. He said he's
1: burning rubber.
0: I love this second verse. Um, I don't know if we want to read it. I'm not really going to, but I just love the little you know, smell of fresh cut grass. I don't care who you are. Drink a fifth. Bring your own heart. You put down a tailgate. I put down a tune. Cause the outskirts, cause out in the, in the skirts, we move and shake with the
3: moon. Great line. It's just. Yeah. And the main reason I like it is just, yes, we make fun of a lot of the what is it called, back road anthem or whatever? Oh, like
0: dirt
1: road anthem. Yeah,
0: dirt road anthem. We make fun of it, but a lot of people do that shit. Oh yeah, yeah they.
1: Do. And, yeah, I know I people mean, that do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, mean, I just like it because he took he takes things that a lot of people in our area do, and wrote it in a very respectable.
3: Yeah,
1: but he, he, did it in a, he did it in a way that doesn't make the in-tune music cringe. listener. Well, yeah, it doesn't make the in-tune music listener feel like an idiot when they're listening to it. It's not, yes. it's not, the, this isn't the yee-yee version of this song. You know what I mean? <laughs> this <laughs> is the,
0: great way to describe it, the this yee-yee. is a, this is
1: yeah. a thoughtful man's take on what it's like to enjoy uh, a the cold beverage with, yeah. The out in the country. Version. Yeah, yeah. It's the
0: intellectual version of Dirt Root Anthem.
1: Because not everything about having, um, being out in the country and enjoying that aspect of life has to be so fucking dumb all the time. <laughs> like-
0: no, it doesn't.
1: I mean, it's it, <laughs> one of
0: the reasons I love it, man. Because I, mean, I don't live in the country, but I live in a rural area, and I, I
3: like the rural area. Yeah, uh, and I just it's so awesome to see somebody do it do it right. Yeah. He's not even really. I mean, he's kind of it's kind of like a, a daydreaming
0: song to me. Yeah, because like it doesn't. Have, this doesn't is, own a home there. Yeah, it's they're yearning dangerous. for this. They're looking yeah.
1: forward to attaining this. It's it, in some ways, it's the idea of the American dream. So this right. is what if this is what they want to get one day. This is where we want to end up. And right. again, that speaks to the American experience.
3: Right.
1: Yeah, Andy, it's hopeful what?
2: that that's their. It's they're hopeful that that will be their life someday. Yeah, yeah. I love this
3: song. This it is phenomenal.
2: T A. No complaints. No complaints wasn't necessarily a standout out of this list for me, though.
1: I didn't think this was going to be one that really spoke to Andy. I didn't think it was going to be a standout to y'all, to be honest.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it, man. It's, it's, it's up
1: there. It's, yes. Yeah. It's, we had, me and Kyle actually talked about this this past weekend. Cause when we were riding back from uh, a wedding for a friend of ours, that got married this past weekend, this one played and we were talking about how much this one was a, uh, one that we both actually really liked, but Outskirts. I think this is an accessible song that if someone who doesn't know Zach Bryan, this would be a good one. If they're a mainstream listener, would be like, listen to this one first. Yes. Yeah. I concur. Now, the next one is another one that I love the production on. And uh, I think, Kyle, if I remember correctly, you said that you liked this one, too. But mm-hmm. uh, younger years, man, I, I was vibing with this one. I love the way this sounds kind got, of got a little bit of a rock and roll edge to it. Um, I, I think that lyrically, the part where it's like letting go, moving on, keeping strong and finding God, I find it awfully odd that we made it here. Um, in enjoying all the pain of the younger years, it, it's a, a song that's you know about a song about youth, coming of age. The things happen for a reason. Once again, I mean, it, it's the complicated and painful youth, but it's also fun and exciting. It's it's a weird time in your life, and this song kind of speaks to that. And then I know some people roll their eyes at lines like this, but I think it reminds me of '90s country, and I think it's just incredibly hooky, bro. I love it. The part where he, when he said like three times in the song, "Levi Jean Queen." It just mm-hmm. sounds like awesome. something Sammy awesome, Kershaw yeah. would have sang in the 90s, and I was here for it. Yep, It's the song right after my Queen of My Double Wide Trailer. Yeah, yeah. Like, what was just it? Uh, to- uh, the, like <laughs> the Charlie Daniels with the, uh, what was it? Charlie Daniels with the torque wrench. <laughs> that yeah. was the line of that song. <laughs> Dude, I
0: love this song. It's, it's a beat. It's awesome. And, I mean, I just... I really like the line rough crowd downtown, but they're all my friends. It sounds like some shit. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like some shit that my mom told me. Yeah. You. you don't need to hang out with them. But I hung out with all of them. <laughs> yeah. Not saying any turns of my turns friends. Out. But, turns out.
3: Turns, we were turns out. Like,
0: I, I was some, meet that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, just reminded me. I just, I was like, damn, I remember, that sounds like when I was 20 years old, my mom's like, you sure you want to hang out with them?" Yes.
1: It, it's and, like, uh, it reminds it, you of the Randy Rogers song. Um, uh, Andy, what was it? The crazy people song where it's like they're riding downtown and they see people and his parents are telling him, uh, son, don't look at them. These aren't your kind of crowd.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I can't think of the name of that song. I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Was, I think it was crazy. Barely,
2: it's a, it's a newer song too. Yeah. Uh, yeah when I, I heard when what, I what? heard this song. I was like, yeah, that, that sounds about right. I'm, I'm going to agree. It's all sounds factual, but sounds about like my life, but, uh, to me this line had this song had a line to me that kind of to an extent summed up the album too is that uh, being young is so painful and strange.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, like you said this this album really speaks to being a young a young person in America and specifically a young man in America. I mean, it speaks to that the American experience for people in that demographic and I think it's that's why it's relatable so much to the three of us cuz we're like uh, we're roughly the same age as Zach Bryan, so yeah. in some ways we we can relate to some of the stuff that he's singing about. Whether it was something that we've experienced recently or something that we like Kyle was saying, we years ago being the the rough crowd downtown. Uh, Andy, what was the line Turnpike has where um, about being the being the boy that their mama warned you about?
3: <laughs> oh, I mean, in this song even hints hints of that. Yeah, I mean Because I mean we can say what we want to, but girls I guess you
0: could say mature faster than dudes. And oh, 100%. this yeah, and the song said at it. I mean, it should try her best just to let him go. But she's sick and tired of his young well, goddamn, words are hard. But she's sick and tired <laughs> of his rough and younger ways. I mean I might have growing up was you're gonna be stupid, you gotta be tough, so
3: might as well learn it the hard <laughs> way. Uh and I learned a lot of things the hard way. But yeah, I mean this. This song spoke to me. It's, but the 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 sad part is I'm not 22 when this song came out.
1: I know because I would have just now to be fair, this on a loop. To be fair, maybe we would have, maybe we wouldn't have, because in some ways there's another layer to this song about kind of the realization of things happen for a reason and. um you know about the complicated and painful aspect i don't think when we are 22 we would have understood that part cuz even though you felt it i don't think that any of us were necessarily going able to articulate the yeah. the probably well, the yeah. negative aspect it was just all about well hey buddy, you want to drink some more beer this weekend
3: oh yeah
0: well you know at that time you're living in the moment and I, yeah, yeah and, and to your point you know the enjoying the pain of younger years kind of speaks to me now yeah cuz you, you know you always do some cringe shit
1: But it's funny now. (laughs) Yeah. Funny stories. But younger years. Banger. All right. uh, Absolute banger. Cold damn vampires. You know, uh, what I took from this was don't let bad influences steal who you are and drag you down. But this is not one that really was. This was not one that's going to be one of my favorites. This isn't really. This wasn't my thing. Uh, I'm going to try to keep giving it some more listens and see if I uh, relate to it more on future listens. But this was one that was not one of the ones that I was really gravitated toward.
0: Are they talking about music producers? Oh, I have no idea. I don't That's
2: know. That's the way I, was I took hoping it. Somebody got it. I, I the took it. As they were part talking about got it. What? The, the like the part where they're talking about the artist. That yeah, I, I would go with you on the music producers. But it, the it like sort of in the middle. Is there a hooker in this song?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't yeah, know. I the right, way I looked sure.
0: at it was here we go. Here's my annual stained slash Aaron Lewis plug. You know the. Um,
3: Song where he's, uh, you know, where he's talking about, you know, you could lose a few pounds. But, um, oh my goodness, I gotta look it up now because I'm not blanking on the name of the song. I would help you, but I don't listen to Stained. Well, it's actually Aaron Lewis when he went country, but. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's a part in one of his songs where he's like, uh, "It's with Charlie Daniels where."
0: The, he Charlie Daniels was playing the music producer and he was like, you know, you could ditch that wife uh,
1: yeah, and I, lose a few I, pounds. And that's kind of yeah. what
0: I took this song to be. was like a predatory kind of, not
1: predatory yeah. in a weird sense, but... Like, when it, from a professional sense. Yeah, prefer, yeah, from yeah a professional sense. Sound like, the dotted don't let them line. take it. Yeah. yeah, sound the dotted line, son. All your dreams will come true. The fortune, the fame, the women. Yeah, that's kind of what way I looked at this yeah. song.
2: I didn't get this song. I did... Really like the way this song sounded. This is one of my favorite sounding songs, even the though I have no idea what cool. it's about. I like the I... whistle. I like the chorus. I, I, I like pretty much the whole sound of this song.
1: Yeah. This is just one that I think we're gonna have to spend a little more time with because I this wasn't something that was gonna be really gra uh, it didn't really grab me that much. But and then uh Andy, next one. How do I pronounce this? Tishamingo. Tishamingo. This was one that up until 30 minutes before we were about to record, somehow I missed this every single listen over the last two days where what I had to listen this, to it.
0: Call me crazy. The last podcast we did on the playlist you sent me, it just completely omitted like four songs on it.
1: I've heard uh, Kenshin said the same thing, and I, I don't know why, but this one just never played. And then I, it started playing, and I was like, did it? I was like, you know, when you don't have repeat on and a playlist ends and it sends you to a similar song, sometimes by the same artist. I thought that's what happened. But then I saw now it's on the list of 17 that we picked for this. And then I listened to it. Then I listened to it again. Then I listened to it one more time. And I was like, I really like this song. Um, This song is a song about being alone and wanting to be back home or at least have a sense of feeling at home. Um, the line where he's like heading down a dark, cold road, dreaming of a porch swing and lights to find myself back home. Um, but I think the line that really kind of got me and this kind of is foreshadowing for the next song on the track list. But he said, mama said, love will always lead me home, but I've been following a lonely road for way too long. Like there are some killer lines as Zach Bryan usually has, uh, in this song. And I, 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 uh, on only three listens prior to recording, um, (laughs) I, that's generally my take on it. I, that's why I, I, I really dig it.
3: Yeah, this I don't is, know that,
1: Go ahead, Kyle. This was
3: one of the songs I just couldn't figure out. Because,
2: yeah, you know, I have a different, uh, it's, sort of a different take on it than Logan does.
0: Is Tashomingo a place? Tishomingo? I mean, I don't know. I don't yeah, I'm know. assuming
2: that's the town where he's breaking horses. It's either yeah. a ranch or a town, one or the okay. other. Yeah, I man. Yeah. Oh, so, yes, it's I a was, place
3: i was just lost yeah What what is i thought we start breaking in like we could ride them is that what he means yeah you take okay. like okay. a
0: like Do you a ride them or you, yeah.
2: being ridden yeah oh, basically okay okay, okay. i th-
3: okay.
2: thought though the song was sort of more of like a search for like um he's looking for himself for like meaning and purpose. Cause he's it to the line. Where he's like, I am hoping to find myself back home. They're like, when he gets home, he's hoping maybe he'll find himself there. Cause like when he's in Tishomingo, like it says, he spends most nights wondering how far train cars can travel or how far a man can go before he truly becomes unraveled. The, he's the further he goes, he's, he's not finding himself or then he's wondering, maybe I can find myself back home. That, that's the way I took it.
3: Yeah. I mean, I can see that. Yeah, Andy, your, your your articulation makes sense to me. Yeah, makes sense to me too. I can
2: see Logan's too, though. Yeah. Some of these, I th- some of these songs, though, I think they do could have two meanings to them because he is that caliber of writer.
1: Yeah, definitely agree. But Tishomingo somehow Spotify screwed me on it and didn't want to let me listen to it until thirty minutes before the podcast. So, you know. At Spotify, if you're mad about it, (laughs) we need a drum
0: roll for the next song.
1: Yeah. So the next song I had heard somebody on Twitter talk up, mention it. And I was like, didn't want to keep reading about it because I wanted to be able to listen to it for myself. And this song was was ultimately ended up being my favorite song of the 17 that we listened to. And I I, I, this doesn't I don't say this lightly because this doesn't happen to me a lot. I literally listen to a lot of independent music, listen to some mainstream music, and I listen to a lot of artists that I consider to be good, heady songwriters and songs do kind of hit you in some way. This was the first time in a while that a song is literally giving me chill bumps when I listen to it. And she's all right is the name of it. it. this song, you know, is about his uh, it's his mom passing in and its effect it's had on him. But I kind of want to let you guys kind of jump in before I kind of talk about some of the lines that I liked. But you know, this song really was a gut punch and really it it made me feel at a deeper level than most songs typically make me feel. And I think some of that is, you know, the, the empathy aspect of I, you know, I'm very close with my mother, so it's like you know, knowing the story of him losing his mother this song was just incredibly well-written and very resonating with me. So what did you guys think of She's All Right?
3: Um, I think this is one of those songs that is, is extremely introspective um, because the way I looked at this song was he really, really wants her to be here. To watch him finally realize some of his successes, and she's not uh and he's also kind of trying to look at himself in the same way
0: like what would my mom think about some of the stuff or, or the way I'm living
3: um, and man this <laughs> this joke was just. It was heavy. Yeah. It was heavy.
2: Yeah, this one's definitely my favorite. And it's just like the way the like the waves of emotions that he portrays throughout this song is incredible. And like, I don't know what it is, but it's like the way that he talks about New York and like it's almost you can feel like you're almost standing beside him, like when he's going through some of these like emotions and then, like it just like at the beginning, like where he's so happy that he could cry, but then at, like the very end, like cool. where he goes, he's so yeah. down, and that it just the end of this yeah. song. I'm so down that I could time. cry.
1: Why did my best friend up and die like that? Like that, it, yeah, yeah sure. dude. That was yeah. a, a heavy, heavy moment. I mean, I didn't. And too. then like, they like, have I to had play the voicemail it was, after it. It's dude, like yeah, and the voicemail geez. incredible, incredible artistic decision on his point, uh, on his part there, like that. Just put a bow on a fantastic song, because Andy, like you said, the waves of emotion between anger and loss and grief and sadness, and it's like it, it packed a punch with this song. And Kyle, to to your point, you were talking about, um, I, like it goes. One of the things that really caught me, and then it's back. It, it follows followed up by something you said. Um, in I think it was like the second half of the song, he was like and i still recall the night you're heading home you were fighting so hard i knew you couldn't be alone your hand in mine i knew i had to be a man from that night on like he you know his mother was passing and he had to kind of like quote unquote grow up and he was going to be by himself in some ways but then it goes into what you were saying of how like uh one day being able to like his be, wish his mom was here to see us, stu- uh, the stuff that he's accomplishing, but it also, but it says here, like, you know, I'll tell you all these stories one day and we'll laugh like we used to and waste the night away. You'll say, boy, I've missed you, but son, I was with you this whole time. And then it, you know, gets into the chorus and everything of, about she's uh, watching over him and, you know, he, he'll be all right. Cause she's all right. You know, it, it's such a heavy song, tons of emotions, and there are just so many lines in this song I I don't want to end up reading the entire song there's, but I
2: I thought that there's literally for this I almost
1: had nothing wrote down cuz I really don't even know what to
2: say about it there is not a bad word in the song that that it, it could not have been better yeah
1: and and sonically it was interesting too because the verses and the chorus handled in a much different fashion like it it doesn't seem to have that normal flow that songs do where it's like you know you it kind of has a similar uh, rhythm or similar melody but it kind of is a little quieter or hushed tones in the verses when it's something serious and then it gets a little louder like you see a lot of times in mainstream there it it, it was handled in a very different way and sounds different Mm -hmm. but it works in this song and but for me the biggest part too is is like we've said it's the songwriting in this the and then the knowing the context of the real story um you know of of his mother passing and everything this was a gut punch if i ever had one in a song
2: i thought he killed it too sonically like the way he says the city lights with a blue mama's mind i just love the way that sounds
1: oh yeah yeah that was one i actually had written down in my notes yeah um
0: well you know the verse you just alluded to why my best friends just have to go and die like that the verse after that it's just as hard. It's a shame when people ain't around to see the smiles they nurture, the laughter they breed. These people don't know me and I don't plan on showing them what I've seen. Yeah. Which is freaking tough because if we're
3: gonna
2: do the whole song too, like the more I search, the less and I find.
1: Yeah, that, I was going to say like, yeah, because the, the Kyle, I had the one you had. uh, You said I had that written down as well. And then Andy, too, like you said, it followed up. The city lights will blow mama's mind. But the more I search, the less I find. But I'm all right. She's here tonight. You know, like th- that just it's hard to say one without the other because it just keeps building on the other one and just makes it even more impactful when you look at it. In, in lieu of us reading you the whole song verbatim, listen to this song. Like if you if you don't believe in his prowess as a songwriter, this is one I want you to listen to because this one is a fantastic song.
2: One more point to thing, one of the things that Kyle said too. I thought that was like um where he's like where he wanted to see like his mom to see him now and like some of his successes. I also from like the line that Kyle just uh mentioned that it kind of makes you think too that his mom never got to see him become happy either. That then that was one of the things that he wanted her to see. Right.
3: Not I just a success;
2: that. it he actually became happy as a person.
3: Yeah. Yeah, this song is
0: just
2: like deep on so many levels, man. Yeah,
3: it's just, it's just awesome. it's
2: just awesome, man. Yeah, fantastic. I'm, I'm, song. I'm claiming dibs on the next sad boy. <laughs> yeah. It's almost a perfect song. I, I I can't find a flaw. I
1: don't want to throw around "perfect song" loosely, but yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. But I mean, yeah. I, It's it's you're really going to have to be nitpicking upon something that's negative about that song. But then you follow up. She's all right with a cover from a Jimmy Davis song from 1940, one that we all probably are very aware of. You are my sunshine. And I think that in a vacuum, I don't love when covers like this are included. It's a thing of contextually. You have to understand that it's a thing that previous eras of country music, um, they they used to do a lot of things like this, like um People, not this song in particular, but people like like uh, Waylon Jennings and George Jones and Johnny Cash used to would cover songs and s- different people would have number one hits with the same song, sometimes within a short period of time. So it's not a it's, it wasn't looked at years ago, even with the legends that everybody holds in such high regard as people do now. But the reason I think this song works and was needed in this spot was because you're following up such a like a real emotional, heavy song with a cover that everybody's familiar with, it's like uh You Are My Sunshine, you know, you make me happy when Skies are great. It, it Andy's laughing, but I think this the sequencing of this track made sense. If you listen to it yo, in order uh, if you if you don't listen to it on shuffle, you listen to it how a record's supposed to be listened to. It it makes mm-hmm. sense and it works. If you listen the, to it on uh, shuffle, you're probably like, Why the hell is this in here? But yo, he the reason us, I'm
2: laughing is because uh you keep saying this a cover that uh and all that everybody knows and everything i realized this may be a andyism but uh <laughs> i actually it's you literally there. you said every um every line i knew to this song and to be honest i didn't know if it was a cover or not because i realized very quickly i don't know any more of this song he could have wrote the rest of this and i wouldn't know <laughs>
1: Well, it's a cover. Uh, Jimmy it's Davis things, released it in 1940. Everybody knows
2: the whole song. I don't know the whole song.
1: It was originally released know, in 1940.
2: <laughs> I knew three lines, and I didn't know if it was like "Wagon Wheel," where they, you know, borrowed the chorus but wrote the verses. I was like, I don't know
3: this song any more than that.
1: <laughs> yeah, my whole thing is, and like you said, that is kind of an Andyism and I find that very <laughs> hilarious. But, but my whole thing is, if you listen to it in the way it was sequenced here, I think it makes sense. You listen to it on shuffle and it's kind of out of place. But I get why it was in my mind, why it was placed there after she's all right.
3: Yeah, I don't have anything else to say, really. Yeah. No. All right. Moving into Darlin'. um <laughs> Andy, I feel like this is
1: going to be a song you really like. Top Could be three. wrong top 3 figured. I so said I'll let you I'll let you, you call go from that there. one. Right, that this was, was top, immediately yeah. I really liked it but I was like this is going to be one that Trucker Andy just has uh in his top 3 list. I knew it from the moment I heard it.
2: Yeah. I, I like the concept of the the songs where you know the the self-awareness is like I am an absolute wreck right now. And if you don't stick around, that's fine, but you know, I get it, but you know, hopefully later on you'll be around I love how it throws back to, 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 uh, she's all right with the, do you think she's still proud looking down, you know, yeah. with the self, really, I'm a mess. And then the, uh, one of the lines, the world's got so confusing, I'm a, uh, I'm a fool for cheap amusement. I love
3: that line. I like the sound of this song. I, the writing, fantastic.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the, the emotion and like the hold me through the shakes, darling. Like, I, I really like that. I mean, like you said, it's a song about battling demons and, you know, trying to get clean of whatever is okay. the parasite in your life, bringing you down and um, the struggle that that is. And then kind of like the self-awareness. I, I'm with you on that, Andy. I think it's an incredible song.
0: Yep. Okay. All right. Cause I really thought this song was about an addiction. And I was like, yeah,
1: that's where, that's where my <laughs> I, didn't wanna say, <laughs> I didn't
0: <laughs> want to say it. And then you'll be like, no. Nah. No, oh, not at all. I'm like, what? Well, well, damn! <laughs> no, it's it's definitely Uh-oh. about that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what really tipped me off to that was, you know, when he said fiending. I mean, I was like,
3: you don't the use shakes. That. Yeah, yeah we well, don't use fiending, I was like, you know,
1: yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, the, the shakes is what tipped me off. I was just like, okay, like, you ever had so much to drink that the next day you're kind of like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> 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 throwing up stomach acid <laughs> all right moving right worst. along <laughs> ninth cloud one of the the more rock influence moments on the record Kyle I know you read something kind of cool about this song and when he recorded it
0: yeah he recorded it in a cow pasture like not in a studio at all it's just him with his guitar and a kick drum behind him and you can you can kind of tell um, it's been the. There's actually a video of when they recorded it on YouTube. Um, they I mean, they might have actually studio recorded it, but the original version was recorded in a
1: in a uh, Oh, so you're saying that uh, they had a YouTube video out in the field? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, and, I thought you were saying you read that the studio. I don't
0: know. I don't know if it's field. official. It's it's rumored, is what I'm saying. Okay. that they cut the, this that they cut the actual. Uh, they that it's rumored from what I was reading that they never actually did a studio set, okay, on the Spotify, on the Spotify, on the Spotify, one on the hear,
1: Spotify. On the Spotify <laughs> yeah,
0: on the Spotify thing you hear. Um, that it's actually the same one, okay, but no one really knows. But when he first released it, he's just in a cow pasture with yeah. a kick drum and him and a guitar, yeah, and you can I've hear seen- the wind a lot, yeah, yeah. Um, I love the song, though, freaking slaps,
1: yeah, dude. I love the line on it where he's like. Um, get on the road again another chance of fitting in but fitting in to kids like me is dying like I don't know why I like that but I do it's like it's uh, the the whole idea that you always have to chase the popular trend or try to be the popular kid I think is ridiculous and some people are just not cut that way but uh, I, I I dig this song too I, I like the rock vibes it gives me too
2: I'm not going to lie. This song took me probably five listens before I realized the ninth cloud is cloud nine. It's the same. I I like how he says he does that kind of stuff though. Like where he did it in something in the orange. if he just says stuff different than everybody else, but I did like the, the the line I had wrote down was the hard times are just a step to get to where I am on this ninth cloud. I even wrote down cloud nine after I got it, but uh, I had to fix that. Um, I like, I like how he's just, you know, the hard times the more to the concept of the whole album. That the uh you know the hard times is just part of living life.
3: Oh yeah. All right, uh, we I, got I love this Go song. ahead. Oh, I, I was gonna say I love this song. Yeah,
1: I think it's fantastic song. Just it was in my top three. Yeah. All right, so we got three more to go. Um two of them. We've definitely heard before one of them we've talked about, I think, on the podcast, but number (coughs) 15 on this half of the record. uh, I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about it because it's not a new song. He's released Oklahoma City before. Um, It's it's just now with more full production on it in the studio. But this was a crowd favorite at the show that I went to. The people loved it. So uh, you guys have any thoughts on Oklahoma City?
2: I, I don't know who the the, the person in this. I get the story,
1: but is who's the story about? Do you know, Logan? I'll I have to listen to it a little more because I did not. I've heard this song so much just in playlists that I haven't really sat down for this. We had 17 to go over. This was one of the ones I kind of glossed over a little bit.
2: There were some lines I really I knew, like I knew Andy
1: word. was going to put me on the spot on this one, <laughs> on the one that I didn't. I just Every time did, he does this. I One don't of the know ones that I take, a e- take it about. easy on, he he asked me questions about. But some of the line, like the,
2: uh, I actually you know, it's not you write down. I'm proud of myself. But the uh, the line where you moved way out west to write some songs and become more bitter. I, I love that line. Is it the goodbyes that haunt you, or the uh, new, uh, or the or, or the fears of new hellos? Don't even know what that even means, but I like it. And then um, <laughs> I don't get it, but that's just I just like it. And then waiting for tomorrow till tomorrow is not coming. And the uh, the only thing I don't get about the songs, I don't get who the person is. I mean, obviously, they're an artist; so they're going to go out and write songs. But then it's like you come back to the with the porch light still on. I'm like, is it a guy you know? This guy yeah, I think like it's a, almost like a. I
0: think it's a friend because a I think it's a friend because when he says, was his name?" Miss Cole I asked about you. Yeah, you don't just like you're not
3: like on that familiar of a basis if you're not close to him it's got to be a friend yeah you know like, yeah that's the way i look at it i mean and you know the kids talk about you like you're some kind of legend or whatever
0: it's, it's got to be a friend
2: that's, that's what i kind of was thinking too i, I i'm yeah, with you on that one a,
0: yeah it's got to be a friend maybe not yeah just, that's probably the, the same just, age
2: too because if miss cole sounds like a teacher so that would mean that you probably were in school together
3: yeah i took it as a a. teacher, like uh, neighbor or something yeah yeah that's what i took it
1: so <laughs> that's so funny that andy it's really just he does, he to the does song it. to
0: me and you kind of skipped over <laughs> every time i swear
1: anytime we try to do an album review andy always calls me out on the and asks me specific questions about the song that i don't listen to as much for time purposes <laughs> well, you know, andy he has like a he has like a
0: because me and you were like a song and andy i hate it and then
1: And And then he'll be like different
0: and then he'll he'll call
1: me out on the air. And I'm just like, of course, next time I just need to pick the songs that I think I'm going to skip and just listen to the shit out of them. (laughs) But all right, (laughs) moving right along to "Sun" to me. Um, This song was is kind of one of the more straight up love songs on the album. It's a it's a cliche topic of a good girl and kind of the bad boy, but he's done in a not really cliche way. It's pretty well written. Like, find someone who grows flowers, like it references his mother again, but he's like, find someone who grows flowers in the darkest parts of you. And then it's like the sweetest of sunflowers, how you're the sun to me. I mean, as far as love songs go, which isn't really my forte, this one's not bad. Um, it takes, like I said, a cliche idea of good girl, bad boy, and does it in a way that doesn't make you feel dumb for listening to it or make you want to hurl. I actually for listening to it being a love song.
2: I actually really like this song. This, I hate love songs. And when I, the first few lines of this song, I, uh, really thought I was not going to like it because I don't like love songs until you got to the, uh, the only bad you've ever done was to see the good in me. But like the way you said good, good girl, bad guy, but like the way that he wrote that was just, yeah. it's different than the way everybody else says it. Exactly. And then the, um, like that. And then it towards the end too, this, like, you know, where you need, to, where people say like you're the, the better you're the only good me and all that stuff. Like the way he worded it, though, is that the, you walked me home that evening. I could barely walk and you spoke so softly to me on the days that I couldn't talk. The, the way he words that is just. It, it's better. Than,
1: it's better than the typical schlock that we hear from people <laughs> where they're just like, Oh, you know, I'd be nothing without you, baby. Oh, you saved me. Like get the fuck over yourself is so what I weird. normally is It's what I want to tell the mainstream pop country dudes that are all the time putting out these boyfriend country songs. This is Zach Bryan's it's, uh, a, a attempt at bro, uh, bro at uh, boyfriend country, and like Andy said, did it in a much better way with more story and a way this, that doesn't make me feel disgusted by listening to this it. Is, this was top three on this for me. The
2: because uh, he also wow, took, really? as you said, a Interesting. such a common. Interesting. I think it's so well written. He he took such a common topic. You've heard a thousand times
1: and probably rolled your eyes about a thousand and one times. This next time happens opening
2: lines to this. I was like, I am not liking this. I don't like what you're talking about, but
1: then he just, and he like, just love did. love ain't what real, heard.
2: Zach. <laughs> what he just, you've heard a thousand times, though. And he just flat out just did it better than everybody else.
1: Yeah. yeah, Zach Bryan did a very, very good job on this song. I agree with you on that. That's I, It is so well written. That's why it's top three. I I,
3: I think he absolutely killed the writing on it. Yeah, I agree with that. But... Please don't come to me and put me on the spot. I'm, I'm not, because you're engaged. over this song. And, yeah.
1: All right, moving right along.
3: <laughs> I just didn't enjoy it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um highway boys you know we've heard this one i think we talked about it on one of the episode um Banger. it's a banger uh i really like this song uh I, like i said I, I believe we have thought about this on this so i'm not going to go into big detail on highway boys i don't it, think
2: we did i we think, think we planned on it this. i think we
1: maybe maybe that was the case but i, I don't remember this I, I have one line that i just think is an absolute awesome line and it's you know just working to keep truth think- in songs
0: I think we're thinking of the same line. It's, all my old friends miss having me
2: around, but highways work both ways.
1: No, that's a great line, too. But I,
2: I
0: no, was uh, li-
1: keeping truth was, in songs. I
2: thought about writing that. Well, if we're going to go on it, not didn't write either one of those downs. I wrote those. So if you need me, call. If you're in love, fall. Oh, well, I love that one, too. Just know highways, boys, don't stick around at all. Well, Andy, you're the highway boy, so...
0: Yeah, that that line, you know, all my old friends miss having me around, but highways work both ways. It's just, uh, it's it's really passive-aggressive, but a shot across the bow at them, which is... Yeah,
2: that kind of made me question, that line did make me question. How exactly do you feel about these people back
3: at home?
0: Well, right after he said, I can't stand the liars in this town. If you need me, you can find
3: me. I'm slightly out of control. But... Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I was kind of wondering It's like are they really your boys? I mean, you sound like you are kind of pissed off at them.
2: Yeah, that's that's where it did give me a little bit of mixed vibes on. You miss the people back home or you just kind of say Fuck them?
3: <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I just I feel like he's kind of a mad, he's kind of mad because they don't well, ever not everybody, come,
0: not everybody back home seeing. is
1: somebody that you want to that you want to hang out with either. I mean, well, I didn't look
0: at it that way. I was looking at it more like he's on the road, but, and they're, they're like, hey, man, we should hang out. But like, hey, you know, you're not making an effort to come, you know, see me. I'm out here doing big things, you know, for really boys, you know.
2: That's kind of the way I, I, I was picking up. Like, are we know, really boys? I'm if you you're not, that. if you're not really coming to,
0: you ain't coming to the shows. You ain't coming to, you know, like, that's what I took away from it, you know.
2: You, you can drive just like I can yeah I'm kinda I'm with you on that one that's the way I'd look to the song was yeah, but good song. note them, high boys, highway boys don't stick around
1: the high boys, <laughs> but yeah, good song, but before we wrap things up, um that's the first seventeen songs What we're calling part one. we're gonna have part two next week uh for the rest of the record that way it gives us time to be able to actually dive into it and digest it in a way that we feel is necessary when you're talking about a songwriter that we feel is as talented and as um, good at wordplay as Zach Bryan is. So um, let's close things out with what are our top three songs off the first 17 from part one is. Uh, Kyle, if you want to go first.
3: Yep. Uh, what's I uh, believe? Your Years. Night Cloud. And the best one on the record is she's all right. Andy.
2: She's all right. Definitely. Number one, I'm going, uh, darling and son to me in no particular order.
1: All right. So for me, um, it's not too different from yours, Kyle. Number three, it's uh, younger years. Number two, it's happy instead. And number one is definitely she's all right. Fantastic. I would like to give right. an honorable
0: mention to outskirts. It was yeah. very close. Um, just cause I really respected his take on
1: that. Yeah. Like I said, it's just, I agree with you on that. It was just outside of my top three, but yeah. So yeah, that's our, um, what are some of the songs you guys liked off of, you know, the first 17 songs from part one? Um, this has kind of been our take on it. We've gone a little bit more in depth with this album than we really have Andy in years. I think it was probably 2019 Lamentations was the last record we went track by track on. Um, we not
0: do it with Coe's
1: um, sellout record? We haven't done track by track in a while, so okay. Okay. Yeah, this is the First time in a while we've done that. But um, but yeah, I mean, we're big fans of of the record so far. It's just too um, damn long. Yeah. It, it's just 34 songs. You know, it's it's impressive that he's able to put up 34 songs that the majority are good to really, really good. But same time for the purposes of Friday to Monday when we have a show to do and <laughs> and the purposes of keeping this under three hours because we're not Joe Rogan is we needed to split it up. So we'll have part two next week. Um, you can find that on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon, Podbean, Stitcher. And um, most of the time, you can find it on YouTube as well. So be sure to follow us on all that. Give us five stars and a great review. Check out the website, coldcansnetwork.com. Check out the blog content and the shop with the hats and the koozies. And uh, while you're at it, give us a follow on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And um, Tweet at us. Tweet at us, yeah. Tell us what your favorite songs were. Um, Your thoughts, tell us, comments, questions, concerns. Tell us, what, concerns. We, tell us why you, what you thought we were right about. And more importantly, tell us where we were wrong. I like a little controversy sometimes. Well, so just tell us where said, Andy was wrong. <laughs> exactly. That's even funnier. Yeah. Uh, but as Eric Bischoff once said, controversy creates cash. So I like a little controversy every now and then. Amen to that. All right. So for this episode of Country and Cold Cans, I'm Logan sitting here with Kyle and Trucker Andy. And we will see you next week with part two of Zach Bryan's American Heartbreak.